So welcome back to another episode of Renting an Apartment in New York City. My name is Rodolfo Delgado, and today's special guest is Nitsan Levy, a real estate agent with a living New York, sharing her story and insights as to how real estate agents have been navigating their professional and personal lives through the pandemic. Nitsan, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Rodolfo. So Nitsan, some weeks ago, while I was catching up with you, I was able to hear your story about how the pandemic has impacted your daily life as a real estate agent, especially when it comes to your finances. I'd like to begin, if that's okay with you, when you joined a real estate brokerage a couple of months ago. Why don't you tell us more about that? Okay, so I actually had my license for a few years, um, but I actively started working as a real estate agent in uh, November of 2019 um, with Modern. Uh, The reason I came to Modern was because uh, I knew Kobe, who, funny enough, uh, Kobe Lahav, he was the real estate agent that found me my apartment when I just moved to New York and we stayed friends after. So I started, oh, wow. yeah, so I started uh, working with uh, Modern. You mean Modern Residential, right? Modern Residential, yeah. And um, I actually own two uh, sailing businesses. I'm an entrepreneur. So uh, one, of the cl- one of them is a sailing club located in the New York Harbor in Jersey City. And the other one is sailing vacations around the world. But uh, the fact that uh, my income hasn't been steady throughout the year, I thought um, starting this winter as part of my you know, strategy of uh, bettering my financial situation was to start doing real estate. And I chose to start over the winter time because although it's not like the boom time of uh, real estate, it's not the peak time, I wanted to get a hang of it when I have the time to actually dedicate for that. And I was hoping to get into the spring and summer um, where my season would start with at least having the, the capability and the fluency of being able to, to run uh, a few real estate deals on the side. So I, like I said, I joined uh, Modern Residential uh, back in uh, November of uh, 2019 and uh, February we merged into uh, Living New York, which was a, an amazing, amazing merge uh, that I can tell stories about in another time. And the uh, Living at New York team, the management the team, they welcomed us like in a very friendly manner. And we were looking forward to start doing business uh, through Living New York. Um, mm-hmm. And then came pandemic <laughs> uh, at the beginning of March. <laughs> Okay. And how was your experience before and after March? So when I started, I started pretty well. I want to thank, take the opportunity to thank my support team in Modern Residential, the management team and the support team, Meza, who's our uh, listing manager, and uh, Cami, who was um, working as a uh, managing director, and uh, Kobe Lahav, the management team and the support team that were uh, helping me to acclimate and get on top of my, uh, my game. I got things pretty quickly, and in uh, December and January, I was actually second in production in the office. So it oh, went, wow. yeah, it went really well, and it went 
pretty quickly it became well. So I yeah, wow. feedback for me, and I felt like I have a future to ex- you know to expand and get better in that. I mean, I don't. I'm not surprised at all that you were able to succeed. Not only because I know that you are an incredible salesperson, but the management team at Modern Residential, I happen to know very well as well. Cami, I'm assuming you, you're referring to Cami Cutler, right? Yes. Who's, yeah. now, who's now a managing director at Bond New York, and she's, uh, she's known to be really, really good as well. So that, what happened next? Uh, while February was a pretty dull month, like probably most of you have experienced, came uh, March 1st and we got a lot of leads and I was running all over the place and I was showing apartments. But then it's also the uh, the scenario where people who are looking for rentals, usually they're not as stressed at the beginning of the month, thinking they mm-hmm. have a whole month to, you know, find uh, the dream place. So I yeah. didn't build anything. And then during those days, every day we would get another email from the company management and, uh, of course, from the media. We learned uh, about what's going to happen, but we still couldn't fathom what was going on. I remember that a week before I stopped going to Manhattan, I live in Jersey City, I kept going back to Manhattan for another week after the office officially shut down. Um, because I had a few clients who were desperately looking to move to a new place and I had Mm -hmm. the right properties and I was in the middle of a lot of transactions and I really wanted to see them through, especially given the uh, expectation that we're going to get shut down and I won't be able to do anything. So Mm -hmm. I kept taking the path and the subway every day and I saw how the city is getting empty from day to day, from hour to hour. You know, sometimes the morning commute would be a lot more uh, congested with people. But then in the afternoon, like in the evening commute, there would be no people. And uh, it was a very weird experience for me. And I remember that the last day that I was in Manhattan was March 17th. And Mm -hmm. I actually, that day when I came back home to Jersey City, I came back earlier. I remember I saw the park next to my, my apartment shut down. There were like barricades and there were signs that the park is no longer open for the public. And to me, that was the shock. And I was like, okay, I don't think it's appropriate to take public transportation anymore. I think I should really shelter in place a couple of days before the official sheltering in place uh, announcement came out. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the last I've, I've been to Manhattan. It's been more than two months. Wow. What happened next after the office shut down in terms of your business and your life? So it was really hard because like I mentioned before, I had a few, a couple of clients that I was running around trying to help them find the right place. And uh, neither of these, of these deals come through. They, they all fell through. I, I mean, I was getting into another month of not getting any income. Uh, At the beginning, I was uh, still optimistic because I heard a few people who were able to close in spite of uh, sheltering in place. They realized that I didn't have enough. I mean, I just had photos of of listings. I didn't have um, videos. And in Mm. an environment where we're transitioning into uh, video uh, tours, I was just, I just didn't have enough 
of that material. You know, every now and then as a team, um, someone would go to an apartment, take a video and share it with the rest of the agents, which was really helpful. But again, it was like once in you know, one apartment of a million. <laughs> so uh, I, when I was, so like I said, in the beginning, I was still trying to keep my listings up to date and I was still uh, communicating with clients. Although of course I got less and less leads um, naturally because people either, you know, decided to stay where they were uh, in the countries or the cities they were planning to move from. Or uh, they decided not to uh, leave the apartment they were currently living in. Or I had a couple who were relocating. Husband had a job with a city. So Citibank actually provided them with executive housing for, you know, until further notice, until they will be able to find their own apartment. So all, all of these things, they were just like getting out of my hands. And I realized that I'm not getting any business the people who did inquire about apartments started inquiring about apartments vacancies for June and July. And we were in March, which of course, A, I don't have access. B, I don't have a lot of listings available for those dates. So I, I pretty much, you know, I was, I was down, the business was down. And then uh, came uh, the good news about the, the fact that uh, New York State and the federal government were actually allowing independent contractors and real estate uh, agents to apply for unemployment, which, of course, I ran <laughs> and I, uh, I signed up. Your clients who were ready to move kind of flaked at the last minute and just decided to not go through, right? That is correct, yeah. From that point onwards, have you been able to close any deals until today, which is almost two or three months later? No, no, nothing. Okay. And how much time did it pass between the last check that you received and you being able to file for unemployment? Um, the last check I received was uh, sometime around mid-February. And again, I mean, February was a slow month regardless. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the pandemic. It was the, mm-hmm. the, the expectations of things improving coming uh, March that mm-hmm. pretty much crashed everything. You know, I, I was able to pay some of the bills of, uh, of my March, uh, the March bills, but I wasn't able to plan on for, for, the, uh, for the April bills. And uh, that was the big devastation. Now, I did apply for unemployment early in the game. I would say probably the last week of uh, March when it was actually announced that independent contractors could file for unemployment. Mm -hmm. um, I have to tell you that the first time I received my just my weekly unemployment uh, funds was two weeks ago. So it's been almost two months of having zero income, my stimulus check from the federal government, the $1,200, the famous $1,200, did not arrive until three weeks ago. So I was literally penniless, you know, because I was I was at a point that I, I, you know, professionally and financially, I decided I needed to improve my situation by starting mm-hmm. working in real estate. And because it was my off season anyway, I didn't have much income. So I was mm-hmm. expecting the real estate to pick up and help me, you know, move on with my life, pay my bills, pay my debt. 
but like suddenly it was just like a big vacuum and I lost all my income until two weeks ago. And, uh, and of course that was really, really tough. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. It, it does sound like a tough time. And what happened, if you don't mind me asking, with your living situation? Uh, of course, I wasn't prepared. Uh, like I said, I didn't have spare money. And uh, luckily, I was a, I'm, I was living with a friend of mine who uh, rented me a room in her apartment, in a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment in Jersey City. And because we're friends, she was very thoughtful and considerate about my situation. Of course, I filled her in with any updates that I had. And if it wasn't for my friend's help, I wouldn't have been able to get through this time of having zero income. I also asked for help from my parents, but that was actually food money. Like I, I was, my, my, my bank accounts were overdrawn and I couldn't pay my rent. I couldn't buy food. So my parents would send me money through my friends because they couldn't even make a transfer to my bank account because then it would be drawn in the overdraft. So, mm. yeah, so I was in this ridiculous situation that, of course, you know, you think you got to a place in life where you got at least the, the bare minimum covered, but I was really not even close to that. And that was really shocking and really scary. It's, um, it's definitely scary times. And one of the reasons why I wanted to share your story as well is because I feel like there's a lot of people, especially real estate agents, who might relate to that story, given the fact that there's over 32,000 agents in New York City, right? And yeah. they were all applying for unemployment benefits, you know, later in the game because the government decided to allow them to file for unemployment on March. And how did things turn then after that? So... It was horrible to go through uh, the unemployment application process. It took forever. Um, the website didn't work. Uh, when it did work, it would time out, so you weren't able to submit the application. Finally, I heard on the news that uh, Google stepped in and they were uh, upgrading the system. So the day after, I, I was finally able to log in and yeah. put in all my information. Then I needed to wait for a phone call, a uh, follow-up phone call, which I got a, a few days later. And then I've been told that I would start filing every week to claim for, for unemployment every week, which I started doing, but then came May and I still didn't see a dime. <laughs> and uh, Did they keep you updated as to where the process was? No, no. I mean, I was completely in the dark and every attempt to try to call the Department of Labor put me in a place where I couldn't go through. And I was just waiting, waiting and waiting and uh, getting more and more anxious about the situation and what the future beholds for me. And uh, I wasn't even able to perform professionally anymore because of this situation. I mean, at this point, when you're thinking, where are you going to get your food for tomorrow? Or, you know, you feel bad. I mean, you're not sleeping in the street, but you feel bad that you're like, I wasn't taking advantage of her, but feeling like I was taking advantage of my friend who I didn't pay her rent. Um, all these emotions, of course, took over and... Uh, pretty much crippled me uh, from being able to perform anything professionally. And um, it was it, it was like a catch-22 situation. Like I knew that had I done it, I might have had a chance of 
maybe getting something, but at the same time, I was just not able to do that because I was too anxious and concerned about other things like where I'm getting my food from. Um, so, so again, I feel like, and, and I, people kept asking me how you feel, how you feel. And I was, for the most part, I was okay. It was just that, you know, the, the financial hardship that, that was so scary. And I knew that as soon as money would come in, my mood is going to change and I'll go, I'm going to feel better and I'll be more, uh, productive and I'll be able to do things and take initiatives like I'm used to. Again, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like in my nature. So again, just when the first money came in two weeks ago, and by the way, it was just a weekly payment. It wasn't even a lump sum of, of all the money that they owed me from March that only came in today. <laughs> but you know, little by little, when I saw that first two weekly payments, um, mm -hmm. I got more confidence. I was able to pay, you know, the, uh, the emergency bills like Sprint that disconnected me three times, although they said they wouldn't and they still did. So I, you know, I made sure to pay for my phone again, <laughs> my phone bill. Wow. <laughs> so I could still yeah. be with the world. Um, and like <laughs> I'm lucky to have a group of uh, supportive friends and family that uh, were helping me to go through the situation. But the fact that I'm a, such a independent personality and mm. I always take care of myself having to ask for that help to be needing to ask for that help. That was another big issue for me. So now I feel a lot more relieved and I'm a lot more centered. And, um, you know, I went back and our company living New York, um, they've been holding a weekly, uh, conference for all the agent that the, in the beginning I was, uh, mm -hmm. I was joining every week. And then for a few weeks, I just disappeared because, you know, I was like, it was too much for me. What, what's the point going on a meeting just to hear that everybody's suffering and everybody's in the same situation. But yesterday mm -hmm. I finally got enough energy to go on the call and to hear from other people what's going on and what their thoughts are. So I got the understanding, the, the, the feel that people are leaving Manhattan right now and they're looking A, for more space, B, for less clutter of people, of uh, residents. So with that uh, mindset, I decided to apply for my uh, New Jersey license. Happy I did it because, you know, now when my mood is a bit better, I would also have more energy to start studying uh, for that exam. And eventually, I mean, even if life gets back to normal, which I don't know when and how it's going to happen yet, I would still be able to provide to myself from my local New Jersey location. Yeah. Awesome. And um, you were mentioning your other business as well sailors nyc i think it's called correct yes why don't you tell us a little bit more about that as well so i started sailors nyc seven years ago um it's a sailing community a sailing club where mm -hmm. uh the club owned boats and club members who joined the club could use the boats uh at their leisure if they're already certified experienced skippers they can take the boats on their own and if not then they can join other club members who are skippers 
and also take uh, lessons, uh, sailing lessons that could uh, prepare them, make them uh, be- to become skippers. And I also mentioned that I have another business that basically derived from this business, and it's called Sailors Around the World, where we organize uh, sailing right. vacations around the world. So we were supposed to be in Belize um, on March 21st, and of course we needed to postpone that trip <laughs> to mm. right now to October. Hopefully it will happen. And uh, the reality is that May 1st is the date where the season starts, but right now the boat is still on the heart and I don't know if we'll be able to open the season um, by following uh, social distancing um, protocols. But, you know, I, I try to keep optimistic and I'm trying to think positive and what, you know, not only about the bad things, but also, okay, so the worst thing is that there will be no season this year. Okay, so I can prepare for next season. I can focus more on real estate in New Jersey. Um, so all of these thoughts and ideas are like running in my mind and I'm taking notes and I'm uh, trying to take proactive steps in order to achieve uh, those goals uh, that I've set for myself. Okay. And um, since early March, have you been able to gather any monthly income from those other businesses that you have as well? No, nothing. Nothing. The season starts May 1st. Typically, we would start doing open houses and collecting membership uh, dues in uh, March, April. But because we didn't know what the future behold, we, we weren't able to get to that point. I'm very happy to hear that you were finally able to get the unemployment benefits and even more importantly, that you were surrounded by a support system that was able to help out well in tough times. Yep. How important is that, right? And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I really feel uh, humbled by the love and support that I received from my support system. Absolutely. And last question, Itzen, if you could send a message to others who are listening to this podcast and may relate to your story, what would you say? Uh, Try to keep positive. I know it's really, really hard. (laughs) I know how hard it was for me. And I know that uh, if I felt that I was, you know, falling down uh, and not seeing the light anymore, I was reaching out for help. Being a sailor, which is a big part of my life, uh, I learned that Sailing and being on the water is not only about fun. Of course, there are a lot of challenges. Um, Sometimes you have storms and sometimes you have all sorts of uh, issues on your boat that requires um, your focus and attention. And uh, what I do in situations like that is I try to take a deep breath and focus on what's important to do right now. Uh, of course, I want to always keep my positive positivity while I'm doing that. But at the same time, I'm taking the uh, calculated risks of uh, my actions. And I feel that this is how I handled um, navigating through this pandemic uh, crisis in my life. It's um, on one hand, you know, I was I was pretty down and, and discouraged from the whole situation. But at the same time, I, I kept optimistic and I found ways and things that I might be able to do in order to improve my situation and eventually get me to safe harbor to where I want to get to. And I think, uh, again, sailing just proved to be an amazing analogy to, uh, to the real life. Wow. That's amazing. 
Thank you so much for that, Nitin. It was really good having you today. I really enjoyed speaking with you and I'm happy to see that you're okay. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure uh, to be here and uh, good luck, everyone. If you're an agent experiencing hardship at replay listings, we want to help out. Please reach out to me directly at info at replaylistings.com and I will personally make sure that within our platform, you are well taken care of. Also, please share this episode of the podcast with the hashtag ReplayListings on social media to let other real estate agents know that we are here for them too. And thank you.